Good evening, Player Profiler Nation. I am your specialty host on this special crossover edition of Player Profiler today. Matt Babbage stepping in for Jack Cavanaugh. Today's top headlines. We're going to talk about the record-setting extensions signed by Justin Herbert and Andrew Thomas. We're going to get into Sean Payton's comments on the league's gambling policy. And then we're going to get into some breaking news with Jameson Williams heading back to the IR. Aaron Rodgers taking a pay cut, John Mechie being cleared for camp, and and breaking down maybe a little bit of the Jonathan Taylor situation. And my special guest this evening, none other than the podfather himself. And we start the show with a correction. Jamison Williams not going to the IR. He's just not participating in camp yet. Mm. He has a leg injury. Is that we're, we're going to get to him later? We're going to get to he's not even listed in this 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 menu bar of topics. We're going to talk about Justin Herbert's contract first, but I'm happy to be here, man. I'm Jack does a great job anchoring this show seven days a week without fail. Doesn't matter what the weather is, right? I mean, he he's more reliable than the postal service, and he's in Canada, and you don't have to worry about a lockout or a holdout or, or any sort of strike with Jack Cavanaugh. He's here 24 seven, He's not going anywhere. He's the most reliable man in fantasy football. Happy to be stepping in for him. Everything you need to know every day from Jack Cavanaugh, but this is crossover week, crossover week, crossover week. This is my first appearance on a stream in crossover week. I'm going to be on the trade God show. I'm going to be on the dynasty Roundtable soon later tonight. I'm going to be on the Dynasty War Zone. They've got me. They've got me pigeonholed as a dynasty analyst. Apparently, is what uh, Theo and the boys think that I'm best at, and I, I don't. I don't disagree. I think that's a, a fine uh, specialization that you can tag me with, no problem. But I also do the Decision Point Show with Anand Enduri, and I believe that Jack Cavanaugh is co-hosting that with Anand. So we're going to hear Anand for the first time ever with a different co-host. So that's exciting, and Herbert. $262.5 million. You know, that's more than $50 million a year. It's what he deserves. It's what we expected. Is there anything interesting about this that, that you want to share that, you, that you're, you're observing here? Yeah, I think the interesting part is how Herbert's 2024 cap number was, was cut by $10 million. So they were set to pay about $29 mil. Now they're set to pay $19 million. They have uh, guys like Khalil Mack and Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, who are all above 30 mil for a cap hit. So a little bit of restructuring done there. It makes me think that this is a similar contract to what we're going to see with Joe Burrow, especially where they're trying to to sign some of their guys to some longer-term extensions. We're going to see probably them trying to lower that cap number. And it's going to be interesting to see if the, the total AAV or the total contract value from Burrow uh, supersedes this Herbert contract. Do we think we see another market reset with Burrow? Of course. Yeah, yeah. this is less guaranteed money than even Deshaun Watson's making. This, the Chargers got a steal. They were able to lower their 2023 cap number. So now they have some more wiggle room to make a signing 
in case of an injury, they are preparing to, to compete for a Super Bowl this year. They know it. Herbert knows it. Everybody knows it. I think that's what happened. I think Herbert got to camp. He looked around. He realized how much talent is surrounded. Everybody is good, right? It's like at every position. It's like, wait a second. We have just murderers everywhere. In the set. No, not actual. I know. Well, uh, Aaron Hernandez's brother was just arrested. To, so, because I live in Connecticut, so I don't want to go there. Not actual murder, but very good players that are very violent at, for all the right reasons in the context of the sport. They have a Bosa, for Christ's sake. Right? They've got it. They've got it all. Right, and then they've had some bad injury luck, and that is just what it is. It's luck. They all have physiotherapists, right, and all these teams that are that are going to help them stay healthy. And so this this could be the year for the twenty five to one. Go to BetMGM. Promo code is Underworld. Uh, you get to a thousand dollars, up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets if you don't win at BetMGM with promo code Underworld. And in the futures market. The Chargers are 25 to 1, 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. It is one of my favorite futures bets because they are arguably, it's an argument that I will make, it's arguably the most talented roster in the NFL. And he just ensured that they have now have some uh, signing insurance. And he decided to take less money guaranteed than Deshaun Watson because he wants to be there. I love this. I love this deal. I love Herbert for doing this, giving the flexibility, everything. This is a humble move. The team got a great deal. And uh, God bless him. God bless the Chargers. This could be their year, although if they want to win a Super Bowl with Austin Eckler, it's going to have to be their year, right? Because with the cap figure in 2024, even with what they cut, with what Eckler wants as a running back, I know these days what running backs want is not what they're going to get. But is is Eckler going to be seeking other suitors? No, no. I, I always like to bring these the straw men arguments up with Anand Nduri on the Decision Point Show, which will be hosted by Jack Cavanaugh later this week. And he always comes back to me and say, "Well, they they just if you want to sign someone and you don't have the money, all that all that." All that tells you is how many different contracts you have to go out and restructure in order to, to, to free up that money and invent that money. So you can just push money into the future, push payments into the future by restructuring if you believe your window is now and it is fleeting and a, a particular player is crucial. Now, Austin Eckler, I don't believe is crucial to them winning a championship. So I wouldn't, right? I wouldn't, you know, uh, mortgage the future and push salary off in the future restructuring to keep Austin Eckler but knowing that NFL teams value running backs more than I do and that he is a viewed as a pillar of their franchise I believe they will restructure enough contracts to make it happen it's what we would hope to see for fantasy purposes that's Eckler's you know, Eckler's backfield and and you know we love seeing him in that role Bottom and, line is for Dynasty, don't be scared that he's not going to be a Charger in 2024. Don't let Matt scare you into thinking that. That's not right. I'll scare them. I love scaring people. Uh, you're scaring uh, them, but it, 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 what will end up happening in reality is what I said. 
Cause I can, if I can convince people with scare tactics to lower Austin Eckler's value, then you know what? I, I just might do it. We want Austin Eckler, by the way, great head of hair. You have there, very thick, uh, impressive head of hair. <laughs> great mane. I had one of those, but I've did. This is, this is basically my hair is what your hair is going to look like in 15 years. Just so start, you know, start the timer. Cause... Yeah. It's thin. It's thinning yeah. out. It used to be very full, very lush. I won the, uh, best hair for my high school class and it's in the yearbook forever oh. yeah it's pretty good that's pretty an achievement good. they can't no one can take away from can't take it away it's forever it's in the record books there's a book it's an actual book there's a book there's a book written and i'm in there with the best hair had the the uh luke perry sideburns and the high the high gelled up uh 90210 yeah. haircut with that's the single fashion. the single uh, earring i don't know if you can see my my piercing my daughter asked me yesterday. She said, uh, "You gonna you gonna re-pierce that thing? You gonna get that? You gonna bring that back? The single earring?" And I go, uh, "No, no, probably not." But I can for like a like a Halloween costume. I can, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. So how how long has it been since it's been? I thought those things closed up after like a couple weeks or something. No, no, I had it in for long enough. I guess that it's. Uh, I tried like two years ago. I was I was nervous. I was like gonna poke through because for a Halloween costume, I think it was a pirate. Because everyone, you know, once in a while, pirates, right? Are there Have lady? Uh, and uh, just went right through. No, no punch through. No blood. No nothing. No pain. I was like, oh wow, this is just this is permanent, man. This is when they said, be careful. This is. Are you sure you want to do this? Same thing with my tattoo, my tramp stamp. They said, hey, you sure you want to do this? And I said, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Put the needle, put the needle in. And then now it's, uh, it's what it is. I don't think you can just say you have a tramp stamp and not tell us what it is. People, people say it. I think it's a very cool tribal thing across my back, but some would say I disagree with the, the categorization and the classification of it as a tramp stamp, but it has been said by my sister that is a tramp stamp. Well, Matt Kelly's hair, tattoos, and earlobes in the record books. Speaking of records, Andrew Thomas now becomes the o offensive lineman with the most guaranteed money in NFL history. Who's Andrew in. Thomas? That would be the, the left tackle for the New York Giants. Okay. From Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is he an offensive lineman? He's an offensive lineman. Okay. Is he? Do, do you? Can you draft him for your fantasy team? No. Moving. It's on, NFL. Man. It's NFL news. Moving on. We're moving on. Of course. Who? What else do they have? What else on their offensive line? Nobody. Didn't they? Didn't they didn't, no. I think they drafted uh, a, an elite offensive lineman the following year as well. I think that they've been investing in that offensive line. I think the larger story is that the Giants' offensive line is getting better. It's been, it was one of the worst in the league. And now with Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal, this mm. is one of the, the, the best tackle duos in the NFL. I think the overarching story is the giants continue to put their money in the, in the right places. That's the other story. That's a great point is that they like the chargers are focused on the right details. What do the chargers do? The chargers went right back to the well. Remember? They drafted offensive line and Rashawn Slater, and what they do the next year, oh, offensive line again. Giants are doing the same thing. This is the path to victory. 
the Giants are getting better. D- Daniel Jones is a different quarterback when he has time to throw. So you're going to see more of 2022 Daniel Jones and the, the 2020 Daniel Jones is a distant memory. And the, the reason is the offensive line. Remember the one year that Carson Wentz had plenty of time to throw? Did he look like the Carson Wentz we're now accustomed to when he was with the Eagles, or was he an MVP candidate? It's a rhetorical question. He was an MVP candidate. Yes. Okay. So yeah, you you love to see it. They also signed uh, Ben Bredesen uh, to a to a uh, free agent contract recently. That was a smart signing. So they they've made some smart moves. Again, very Chargers like. And this NFC East could really be a murderer's row. It could be a it could be a, a shootout division from the side. Like we see the AFC North shootout division coming. All these top quarterbacks, the defenses being degraded, Cincinnati's defense losing uh, key players like uh, Jesse Bates, and you know the Steelers defense just riding on their reputation. And so you see the shootouts coming. NFC East, you've got the Eagles and you've got the up-tempo Cowboys, right? You don't believe anything. You don't believe a word that Mike McCarthy says. Mike McCarthy says, we're going to run the ball. We want to run the ball. He's been saying that for two years, and they've been top three in consecutive seasons in pace of play. So he's just lying, right? It would be like the governor of Texas saying that they're going to invade Mexico, right? That's, that's, as that's, the analogy I make to whatever Mike McCarthy says behind podiums, it, 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 it's as ridiculous as that statement. Okay. In fact, that's more likely. It'd be more likely that the Texas National Guard invades Mexico than the Cowboys suddenly becoming run first with no one behind Tony Pollard at all. Not going to happen. They're going to be pass, pass, pass. The Eagles are an up tempo offense. And now, the Giants have Saquon Barkley signed, and they have a, one of the one of the better pass blocking units, especially with Evan Neal going into his second year. Very exciting, uh, though they don't have great outside weaponry. Isaiah Hodgins, woof, right? That's not not great, but I I like what they have on, on in in the in the shorter quadrants. Paris Campbell, Darren Waller, Saquon Barkley, and some of the best close to the line of scrimmage receivers. So you can see them doing an up-tempo West Coast on steroids offensive system. I'm suddenly getting excited. This is how you get to a shootout. What if Sam Howell takes a step forward, right? Suddenly this, this division is, a, is one of the highest scoring divisions in the league. If this, given everything you just said, and I'm glad that you said all that, because why then is Daniel Jones, who finished as QB 10 in fantasy points per game last season, why is he closer to QB 17 in, in ADPs and underdog and FFPC and all of the places? Yeah, he's dropped a little bit. Yeah, he's down to player 136.8. It's because of the weapons. He doesn't have any weapons. And that is what's going to hold him back. But he is going to be able to dump it off to these guys, and, and he's going to be able to run. So look at the rushing. Look at the rushing production, okay? He had seven rushing touchdowns. That was number three in the NFL last year, and he was number four in total carries and number five in carries per game. So he is a runner. I think that Kenny Pickett's going to give – I think Kenny Pickett is essentially a young Daniel Jones, 
And then the Kenny Pickett's really going to give him a, a run in quotes for his money in terms of the, the rushing production. But the problem is that Kenny Pickett, his weapons are too good. It's the argument that even if the weapons are, you know, below average, if you're a Konami quarterback with rushing skills, then you win either way. Either you get to throw it downfield and, and let George Pickens make a spectacular catch, or you just pull it down and run for a first down. So these these mobile quarterbacks, they win either way. So that's why you got to go with a Daniel Jones over like an Aaron Rodgers, over a Kirk Cousins. The rushing upside, weak winning upside is there with, with the pocket passers. It's just not there. It's just not there. And we know from DFS, we never want to stack Cousins. We never want to stack Rodgers. never want to stack these guys. You always want to stack the mobile quarterbacks that are potentially heading into these shootouts because that's the 30-point-plus weekly upside. So much knowledge being dropped right now. Daniel Jones and Kenny Pickett are two of my favorite late-round quarterbacks this year. They're, they're the firewall. And, all right, I know you just gave me crap for not having a fantasy-relevant topic, but we're going we're gonna to lightly touch on what Sean Payton had to say oh. about the league's gambling policy. I oh, Go ahead. We, we can spend just a few go minutes ahead. on Go ahead. All right. I just, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've heard for anyone who hasn't heard the quotes, uh, Sean Payton ripped the NFL's league gambling policy for, for being too confusing and said, it's the same as the gun policy. You can't bet on nothing. If you're at your facility, your hotel, your airplane. So wherever you can't carry a gun, you can't place a bet. You can't bring a gun to the parking lot, the team hotel, the training camp, the stadium. So in order to, demystify this confusing gambling policy which to me seems has seemed fairly clear he said treat it like a gun and that's how he delivered and related to to his players in the locker room <laughs> it, are are we giving sean payton too much credit going into this season what is for the broncos you, offense? Can, you, can you decode this for the the audience what what, what is he talking about he is essentially saying that the players are are failing or being caught gambling and violating these league rules because they don't understand the rules. Uh -huh. And so Peyton said he got league material on what to tell his team, and he threw it in the garbage and told them that statement on the 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 gambling policy being like the the gun policy in the NFL, and basically told his team. Wherever you can't bring a gun, you can't bet on a game. Okay. Okay. So you can't wait. So there, that isn't, no, that's not right though, because you shouldn't be betting on games that involve you ever. Yeah. Right? I think he left out a pretty important ever. part of it, but he's talking about betting on other sports. Yeah, I believe that quote was in reference to betting on other sports. So when you're betting on other sports, if you're allowed to have a gun where you're betting, then that's okay. That's what he's saying? Yeah, so the, the, the rule is simply just if you're at any team-related facility, plane, hotel, training camp, stadium, you can't bet on any sport. And okay. apparently that was that was too confusing. So he he put it in terms of the the gun argument. What I just okay. what I just so told yeah. You. I guess if you had a gun and you like to carry it 
uh, often. You knew there's times you can't carry it. You can't when you go into practice. You can't bring it when you're going on the road to a, a, a team event game on the team plane on the team bus the team hotel you can't have your gun otherwise if you have a concealed carry permit you can bring your gun and those are also the same uh locations where you might be allowed to bet on non-nfl sports that that's essentially it but it just it stuck out to me as as a very Nathaniel Hackett esque quote. Just I, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. Well, no, I, I think we just figured out what he's talking about. The problem is only people with concealed carry permits would would get anything out of that. If I had a concealed carry permit and I often would be carrying, then yes. That would land with me. That would be an analogy that I understand, right? That would be a nice analog, right? But that is such a small number of NFL players, unless it's a large number, unless I'm ignorant, unless maybe there's a ton of NFL players that have concealed carry permits. I don't know. I don't know. In a lot of states, it's not easy to get concealed. So there's certainly in, in a number of states, especially blue states, it's going to be a lot harder. So there's going to be very few players. I mean, they're young players, so they, they need to go through the whole process, the training process, the licensing process. I think it's a, a, a lower bar in some states, maybe Texas, a handful of other states, Louisiana, maybe where he's from, maybe because he was in Louisiana and a lot of those players had him because maybe there's a low bar for it there. And then he just assumed it's the same in Colorado, but it's probably not. Maybe that was, maybe that's it. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, man. I it, abhor coach talk. And, you know, the fact that the Broncos give up a first round pick for a player or a person that's never going to play ever a snap was absurd and ridiculous. Uh, but this uh, quote is something we need to move on from. And uh, I just think that anything team related, any team related facility, location, event is off limits for any kind of gambling. I think that that is a, that, that, that that is not necessarily an impossible policy to explain in plain English. To human beings, it's it's sort of the 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 uh, the oppression of low expectations that that we need to have some absurd, uh, oversimplified, inaccessible analogies to explain it to people instead of just using plain English. It drives me nuts. Yeah, it's certainly certainly uh, dumbfounding. But we're we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on into the news. We're gonna move on to to some Jameson Williams talk here in a bit. But before we do, here's a quick message from the Podfather. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time, and more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler on Sleeper because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out. Slaper picks, baby. Now, you know, I love Kenny Pickett, right? Week one, who does he face? San Francisco. That's a bummer. So I'm going to be going less than on Kenny Pickett's projected yardage and on whichever quarterback is starting for San Francisco in week one. 
Probably not Trey Lance. <laughs> but then, who do the Steelers face in week two? Ah, oh, the Browns, right? We think the Browns are going to crank things up. So there, you can say, hey, Kenny Pickett, more than his projected passing yards. And you keep on correlating. Elijah Moore, more than. George Pickens, more than. And if you pick up to eight, that's how you 100x your payout on Sleeper. It's called the Hail Mary. So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. We're back. Go to Sleeper right now. Play some play some contests. Draft some teams. It's that time of year. We're ramping up. Speaking of ramping up, John Mechie cleared to participate in training mm. camp. Currently listed on the depth chart as a starting receiver for the Houston Texans. We we talked about dart throws before we went live. Is this is this an actual dart throw no, or is this another this facade? This is a great pick. This is just a good pick, right? We we if you like Alabama players, right? How about an Alabama player that's actually practicing right now? How about an Alabama player who's not been suspended to start the season, right? You want a super productive, volume fueled sort of. Uh, a prolific Alabama receiver. Why why draft Jamison Williams when you can have John Mechie? Why draft Nico Collins? Nico Collins has had his opportunity. John Mechie has not had his John Mechie was drafted a round earlier, had a more impressive uh, final season of college, came out early. You know, all these all these attributes and traits and accomplishments that Nico Collins can't claim, and yet you know, Nico Collins' ADP was rounds earlier than John Mechie until he's cleared. And it's like, no, he was cleared of the the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma months ago. Like we knew he was going to get cleared for camp. We knew he was going to be out there in week one. What what is the what is the delay in correcting his ADP? I've never understood it. And oh, by the way. He's on the Texans, and Texans are we, we, they they signed Titus Howard to an extension ju- for a better deal, by the way, three years, fifty six million, as opposed to five years, one hundred and twenty million for Andrew Thomas. They got a great deal uh, re-signing uh, or, or extending Titus Howard. That is one of the other best tackle duos in the league, right there with right Thomas, um, and uh, and. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, you know uh, Giants uh, right tackle, what's his name? Evan Neal, right? Yep. So I don't know why I was just struggling with Evan Neal. I could picture his face with his glasses, but I just could. I was like, "Wait, Evan Neal? It's Evan, isn't it Evan Neal?" But I was, I, I don't know why. I, I, I I'm usually pretty confident with names. Uh, I had a little uh, second guess there. Got it right. So you you have. Uh, Lots of time to throw if you're C.J. Stroud. That's one of the ways that C.J. Stroud outproduces Bryce Young this year is just having better pass protection and, and how much that means, especially to young quarterbacks. Just ask Daniel Jones, right? So so on, on many levels, I love the John Mechie pick. Great value, especially given his, his, his current 
ADP. He's gonna he's gonna bump up rounds. The thing is, when a guy's going at the end of drafts, if there's good news that comes out, he just pops. Especially if we know he's gonna be a starter, especially on a starter. Like what I love about Houston is it's actually an underrated quarterback, whereas Bryce Young's overrated. CJ Stroud somehow was more prolific in college, yet underrated. He's a better athlete, gonna be more of a of a of a rushing threat, and yet underrated in fantasy compared to Bryce Young being overrated. So I like a lot of what's going on for fantasy football in Houston because they're going to be losing a lot, a lot of negative game scripts. They're projected to, to, to be underdogs in most games. And that just means a lot more throwing. And that just means volume for John Mechie, who I think should be the default number one option in Houston. I have a lot of him because he was slipping in rookie drafts. And I was like, well, let's, let's see what happens. Like most people are now beating this disease. He could, he could be back in a year. Boom, he's back. So I'm very excited about uh, Mechie. Not at all excited about Jamison Williams. John Mechie will have a better career, will finish his NFL career with at least twice the yards and fantasy points as Jamison Williams, his teammate at Alabama. And speaking of, of of Nico Collins, it it's just it's incredible Ooh. how yeah exactly why the guy with a two point seven percent dominator rating from Michigan with with no competition besides well, that, maybe that, that that two points so that's a wrong dominator rating oh it is yeah that did, we huh. we've we just rolled out our brand new updates to the player page which looks incredible. And the game logs are not rendering properly. The links to the the depth charts aren't active yet. Some of the values, the ages aren't right. So every, the first day when you roll out a massive update, the, the sites, are, it also loads a lot faster. We made tons of changes in the background to the loading. And that was actually the thing. The reorienting of how all, everything loads in the page was the thing that made it more difficult to get everything to render properly. So we're behind the scenes right now making updates to the rendering and the, the, the wide receiver dominator ratings are incorrect. The bottom line is Nico Collins dominator rating was never good. The percentile is correct. The value is wrong. So That's the percentile is not yep. impressive. And but more importantly, he had a, a, a the, the one of the best opportunities at a team that was losing a lot of games down huge garbage time. Brandon Cooks was injured or not playing or ineffective. And Nico Collins gave you nothing. Remember all these weeks we were playing him, you know, at like 3.7K on DraftKings and nothing. Doesn't everyone remember? That's what I love about DFS. DFS helps to burn into your memory how bad a lot of, how disappointing a bunch of guys were the previous year. And Nico Collins is one of those guys where I'm like, he had his opportunity. We were we were counting on him in DFS, and it was just a face plant. And now you think that w by adding John Mechie and adding Robert Woods, that it and 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 Dalton Schultz, that it's going to get better. That he's suddenly now this is the year. He's the light's going to come on for him. That never happens. He's a third round pick. I can't think of an example of this happening especially with a guy that that's not particularly athletic. Ugh. So when Jamison Williams doesn't fire this year, since he's already sitting out of training camp with a leg injury, 
reportedly, you know, on the leg where he had his ACL, where are, where are players going to be drafting him? Are, are we going to be having the same discussion about Jamison Williams next off season, telling people what, what are you doing? It's over. Yeah, it's over. It's already over. What are you doing now? Right. It's been over. Okay. It's been over when he got suspended. It was over. It was over. Getting suspended was a knucklehead move, right? It's like, know the rules. Give a shit about your profession and the guidelines. And if you don't, that's a signal that you're probably not focusing on the details of the playbook. You're probably not focusing on the details in the meetings. You're probably not focusing on the details in the practices. And the Lions have no patience for that in their locker room. They they punted DeAndre Swift, who early second round capital that's a valuable pick and they said you know what we'll, we'll just take a, a day three pick swap in exchange we just want him out of the building right the giants did this the giants drafted Kadarius tony in the first round and after two years they were like we just want him out of the building we just we don't care about him he's been marginalized or his teammates don't want to play with him the coaches can't work with him he's useless and what do coaches always say? The number one skill that any football player can bring to the table is availability. Now, I don't agree with this. I wish that NFL teams had more of a college-style culture where they would foster and uh, and 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 uh, nurture players along and help them have more su- of a support system. They don't. NFL teams do not have that, and it's it's oftentimes not in their best interest. Like they, they missed the forest for the trees. It's like, you just spent a top 15 pick on this guy. How are you not investing in him more? How are you not, you know, ensuring that there's someone helping him, you know, get acclimated when he's missing all this time, but they don't, they're like, no, that's not our attitude. This is, these are the pros and we're not here to babysit you. And players get left behind players get left behind that are there every day and their first round picks and they just get left behind. They're like, what happened? Josh Doxson, Corey Coleman. They're like, what happened? And they're like, listen, man, you weren't picking it up early and we just moved on and we don't give a shit if you were drafted in the first round. And if you're going to be suspended for games, if you're going to be injured again, right? Rehabbing off to the side, Coaches will just forget about you and stop paying attention to you. Stop inserting you into the playbook and the game plan. And it's just over. And do you think his teammates are going to help him? Do you think I'm on Ross St. Brown's going to be calling him up and be like, Hey, can I help you? No, I'm on Ross St. Brown. wants those targets, right? Michael Irvin was, was openly hostile to Alvin Harper, openly hostile. He wanted every target, and every time Alvin Harper scored a touchdown, Michael Irvin was mad that he's, he thought that sh- touchdown should have gone to him. That's the type of attitude that Amon Ra has. That's why Amon Ra it, it could be the number one wide receiver in fantasy. And it's one of the great lessons I've learned in the last 10 years, that the wide receiver position is much more mental than I ever understood. Ever understood. And the fact that these guys like Adam Thielen and – you know, hopefully Ashton Doolin will see this year can go from undrafted to stars in the league. And especially those that that don't have like we've even seen guys with like the lowest percentile athleticism scores 
just, you know, on guile, guts, and grit, like Willie Sneed, for example, right? He had formed a connection, a, a possession receiver connection with Drew Brees, even though he had the, you know, he had the lowest athleticism I've ever seen. It was like fifth percentile. And then he's out here putting up 800 yard seasons. But that's not something that Jameson Williams can do going out and commanding 16 targets in nine games, getting one catch in in an entire season. Like, I know he couldn't move laterally and he couldn't cut like most players can cut because he was less than a year removed from the ACL surgery. I understand that. But still. But still, that was an embarrassingly low target rate that he commanded last year and target share in the games that he played and snap share that they didn't want to use him at all. They're like, give us Khalif Raymond. And it's like, well, geez, this guy was a first round pick. This guy was prolific. He was prolific with Bryce Young. But when you look at dominator rating, which is what was his share of the offense, the offense was so prolific that. Yeah, 1,500 yards on that Alabama team is not nearly as impressive as 1,500 yards on a different college offense. So, you know, they, it, it, the fact that he couldn't even go through the pre-draft process and the, the Lions drafted him, this is, see, that was the sign that the Lions are actually not following the right process for evaluating prospects. They don't focus on the right details. And then so when I'm fooled, and I'm just so sideswiped, like slapped in the side of the face by this, like, you know, you're going to draft a Jack Campbell, middle linebacker in the first round. Then, oh, my God, you're a running back in the first round. Oh, from Alabama again. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, this is a helmet-chasing organization that's focused on the wrong details, drafting guys that you should be focused on in day three and in their first round. Brad Holmes is a fraud. I've been – or he's been subverted by – uh, Dan Campbell, either way, I was wrong about this front office. And it turns out that Jamison Williams draft pick was an early sign that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Hey, you like that video? Be sure to subscribe and activate those alerts so you get notified as soon as new videos drop. And be sure to check out playerprofiler.com. We have all the tools for you to dominate every type of fantasy league. We have a draft kit. Dynasty Deluxe, Data Analysis, DFS Dominator, and don't forget the player rankings to rule them all.